the executive in residence at uh, Loyola University, Maryland's Management and International Business Department. It's my privilege to join you in this interview today with Molly Venucci at IBM. We've created these interviews as a way of providing relevant and useful information for our students uh, about what it's like to operate in today's business world. So Molly, thank you for making the time to speak with the, our students about yourself and your career. Um, and to share some of the experience and advice that you would have for them. Um, to start us off, would you take a minute and just introduce yourself, uh, tell us where you work and a little bit about your role? Sure, thanks Dave and thanks for having me. So again, my name is Molly Venucci. I am Loyola class of 2005, representing here with the shirt. I am a partner at IBM in our consulting business. Um, I'm really focused on, on business strategy I work at the intersection of strategy, creative, and technology, and I'm also the chief of staff to IBM's global consulting leader. So global is definitely a part of my everyday job. My goodness, that's a lot of responsibility. Where do you find time for life? <laughs> it's hard sometimes, but you know, I, I really enjoy what I do, and that makes all the difference. Wonderful. Good. Thanks for that introduction, Molly. Um, you know, one of the things that this pandemic has brought home to our students, and I think it's affected all students, but particularly those that are, you know, focusing in international business, uh, is that it's taken away some of the opportunities they would have had to experience, you know, international life and uh, also international business. Uh, the study abroad program, you know, has been put on hold uh, for a lot of legitimate reasons about lack of travel and ability. But I think that's taken away from students the opportunity to kind of feel like they're experiencing life in a different country. And in some cases, you know, what businesses are like there. So um, maybe if you could start out and talk a little bit about your experiences on the international side, kind of what you've done, what you've, uh, you know, what you've, what you've been involved with, uh, maybe we can see how we can share some of those experiences and maybe help make it a little more real for our students. So what, tell us a little bit about your international background, please. Sure, yeah. So international has always been an important part of my career and, and the roles in which I've chosen. Uh, and I definitely got the international bug while I was at Loyola and doing some study abroad experiences there. So I totally, I, I feel for all of you that aren't able to have those, um, but know that when I was there, I graduated in 2005, um, we didn't have the technology that you have today and the ability to, to learn things and, and connect with people overseas in a way that it, it's incredible today. Um, and so, like I said, international has always been important to me and in, in the jobs I've taken and, and the jobs I want to do. And I'll maybe talk about it in two or three different areas. The first is just working on projects overseas. So while I've been at IBM, I've always been based in New York, which is um, where our headquarters is, but I've always been on global teams and working on global projects. And, um, you know, kind of my first taste of that was when I joined our, we call our center of competence. It was um, a group of subject matter experts in this particular area of, of strategy consulting when we were building up a business and it was fairly mature, fairly mature in the US, but really emerging in a lot of our other markets. 
And so they pulled together a group of us that were you know, well known in our market for doing the work and, and delivering with quality. And they would fly us around to the most strategic and most important clients around the world. And that was a ton of fun because no matter what project I had done in the past, when I'm taking the same lessons learned and, and my same skills and capabilities and applying it to a client in Brazil or Korea or the Middle East or Africa, it's just, it's totally different. Um, and so I, I did, I spent a lot of time kind of working with international clients uh, and still do. And then the second um, part that I can talk about is really just being on a global team. So today in, in my role as uh, chief of staff or the global leader of our consulting business, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not meeting with people outside the US. Um, and my dad, I, I've spent some time with him during COVID and almost every night he asks me, you know, what, what countries did you talk to today? And he's always amazed that I, I rattle off three or four different countries every day of people that I, I connected with. Um, and I think you, you learn a lot about the way people work in different countries, different cultures and how that impacts things. You learn about things you, you hear on the news and how it's impacting currency. You know, our, our team in Latin America, they're growing tremendously, but if you look at in the US dollar, they're not growing at all, but that's not an accurate reflection of the business. So um, there's a ton of just really interesting dynamics when you're you know, managing a team of people around the world and, and working with leaders um, of different you know, businesses in different countries. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a different world. I've had a little bit of international experience in my background and you're right, it really is uh, both eye-opening and challenging. You know, what are, if I may, some of the specific differences you've noticed between say, you know, what it's like to deal with say domestic teams or domestic clients and international teams or some of the things that stand out in your mind, Molly? Yeah, so one of the things that, that drew me to consulting was the, the extra challenge that you get that every, project is is so different even if you're attempting to do the same thing when you go from one client to another client there's i mean literally we did a, a ceo meeting with the head of one auto manufacturer and the ceo of another u.s automatic manufacturer and not a single piece of that content in their agenda and in that meeting was the same they had different strategic priorities they were you know had different structure of their businesses everything was different just with two U.S. auto manufacturers. I love when you take that and you add, you know, an extra dimension around international, you just get more challenges and more opportunities for creativity and to learn and to grow. And you've got to be open, right? You can't come in with a, a mentality of I've done this before, I'm going to do it this way. It's kind of like, okay, I've done this before. Let me see how this might work in this new environment. Um, and really understand what are some of those factors that are driving it from a cultural perspective, you know, a, an environment and economic perspective, understanding what's going on in the political landscape in those places, um, social norms, you know, particularly for, for women, there's a lot of differences when you're working in different parts of the world where you might be the expert, you might be the leader of the business and they might be talking to the person next to you all the time. And you're like, you know, hello. Um, and so I think it, it's really an opportunity to learn new things, to learn how things are done and 
figure out ways in which you can influence to get the things done that you need to get done. Um, but it, it's a ton of fun. It just adds extra challenges to to what's already challenging, you know, projects that you're doing. So I, I love it. Yeah, I know you've worked on a lot of cross-functional teams and I imagine some of those cross-functional teams are also cross-national teams. Um, what's that like working on a, you know, multinational, global, whatever the right term is, team of people? Because I got to imagine the cultures don't necessarily nest very well. Yeah, you know, I, I think it all comes back to, to people and spending time with people as individuals. Because I think if you, you kind of make assumptions based on who you, who you worked with before or, you know, what your expectations are to get done, you kind of might skip over some stuff, but I've found if you really spend the time up front to get to know the other individual you're working with and understand their background, their family situation, their, you know, their work background, they might be in a current role today, but they might've come from somewhere totally different or, you know, have aspirations for something totally different. And I think if you can build that foundation at a, at a human level and, and build that empathy with someone then when you've got some of the cultural challenges that come up, they don't become blockers, they become learning moments. Like, you know, hey, just to let you know, like that was a little harsh or hey, that was, you know, he didn't mean it when he said this, like you can have kind of a, a more one-to-one um, -one conversation with people and, and that be a learning moment because you're talking as, you know, not just as colleagues, but as friends. Yeah, I think that's a very important point. You know, I found that intent goes a long way. If you people bring the right intention, it works. You know, I've, I've, I'm terrible at languages and I was never able to learn a foreign language, but just trying always made people feel that I was, as you say, trying to, you know, work harder at getting to know them and appreciate what they are and what they do. And, you know, we always say, like, always assume good intent, right? And I think it's much easier to assume good intent if you've gotten to know the person a little bit. Um, you know, the majority of people aren't bad actors. They're not, you know, out to cause problems or make your life difficult. So I, I think just getting to know people on that human level really makes a big impact and allows you to learn a lot about, you know, different cultures and, and, and people and teams. So thinking about learning, uh, so, you know, our students can't go abroad uh, and yet they want to do international business. So what kinds of things might you recommend they be doing now uh, I've, you know, I've often told my students the worst thing they can do is nothing because it suggests that they're inert and they're, you know, they're really not responding as they could in this situation. But what are the things you would recommend they do to kind of prep themselves while they, while they can't go abroad? Yeah. So the first thing I'd recommend is save your money. You know, I'm sure you all had dreams of, you know, living in an apartment right now and with friends and, you know, going out every night to dinner and bars and whatnot, which is not happening now. So stay off of Amazon, stay off of shopping and save your money so that when this is all over, you can go on an incredible trip with your friends and, and you know, do some exploring. Um, but I'd also say like, there's a lot of exploring to do locally. I think really when we talk about international business or, you know, studying abroad, it's really just a curiosity and having a curiosity for different people, different cultures, different ways of doing things. And I think kind of, you know, testing out that curiosity locally is, is just as important. Um, 
And so I'd, I'd encourage you to kind of get out and explore and, and be curious in, in the world around you right now. And then, you know, Dave, you asked myself and other advisory board members to do a, a conversation like this. And I would, you know, tap into to the alumni network, to the advisory board, like if there's a particular field of study or a country or a place or field that interests you, reach out. You know, I've got a, a big global network and I'm happy to introduce you to, to people in other parts of the world to do informational interviews so you can learn more. And I know other board members and alumni would do the same. So if you can be specific about your ask with, you know, what interests you or where or, you know, industries, things like that, then I'm sure you've got a, a lot of people that would be willing to help set you up with, uh, with people around the world to have a conversation. And so lucky that we've got the technology to be able to do that. Great. That's great, uh, Molly. You know, I, I, it gives me hope to know that the pandemic can't stop us from learning, right? Absolutely not. Good. Right. Well, thank you very much. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank, thank you. you.